Well, Ulysses, it's another mailbag episode. Not only a midweek Wednesday mailbag, but a Thursday mailbag because we got so many great questions. Well, let's start right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And if you want to advertise with the program, email LockedOnRays at gmail.com. All right, let's run through more of these mailbag questions. This one from Jacob Zychik, and more of a hot take than a question. He says, I have a fun hot take for pitchers. By September, Jeffrey Springs will be our third best starter after McClanahan and Shane Boz. Meanwhile, Bruhan turns it around offensively before Paredes and Walls. Man, that's that. those are very bold hot takes. I'll tell you that. Let's start with the second one first. He okay. says, Bruhan will be better than Walls and Paredes at, at season's end. I, I don't know. He's I worse think than like, them now. Yeah, yeah. He's below replacement level right now. Walls is too. Um, haven't checked Paredes yet, but... Um, I like Paredes more right now than, than than the other two. I mean, his bat seems to be playing. He hits the ball hard. He's shown some pop already. I don't know. I feel like he has a little bit more confidence in him, body language wise. I know what a what, yeah. a, what a thing to say about the eye test, but he looks he looks comfortable, and 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 that's a, I think an, an important facet of the game. Uh, yeah, I think Paredes has the maybe the most offensive potential of all those guys, not saying he's going to be the best player, at least as of this year, the rest of this year, here's the issue I have with Vidal Bruon. I don't think either of these guys are going to necessarily light the world on fire by the end of this year. But um, Bruon, one good thing that he does is he's not striking out, but he does not hit the ball hard. You'd be hard pressed to see him hit the ball out of the infield and not only hit the ball out of the infield, but get the ball to a bag, get the ball to the first base bag, the second base bag, the third base bag. And what hurts is even with that electrifying speed, you can still have the defense play in on him and he can't even, even though he is making contact, um, he can't move the runner over or do the old hit and run action because he doesn't hit the ball hard enough. The and soft contact is too much, man. You're right. He's he's getting. I mean, it's. I don't want to say this, but it. When you're talking about infield play, you know what I what what I what comes to mind is kind of softball. You know, yeah. It it, it, it it seems that way. Like he's not getting the ball hard into the outfield. That's such a big problem. And I don't want to say the O word, but I will. He's he's seen overmatched overmatched by the pitching right. and 
I mean, I think that's a thing that you can see with a lot of rookies. And because this team has a lot of rookies, then it's, a, it's something that a lot of race fans have had to see a lot of in 2022. Again, we preach patience. It'll be fine by season's end. It's frustrating, though. And Bruhan's at-bats right now are frustrating when the bloop single, when the, t- the old Texas is the only thing that is really keeping his average around 150. Yeah, and the if Bruhan wants to figure this out or help himself offensively, I'd just try to be laying down bunts to the left side and right side as much as possible, learn the bunt game. And yeah. part of it might be the... I do agree that he's overmatched. And again, he's another reason or another example why we cannot be hugging prospects and saying that this guy is going to be great and he's going to be awesome because he's ranked uh, the number three prospect in the organization and he's ranked the number 18 prospect in all the baseball. Like at the end of the day, that doesn't matter when you get to the big league level. That that does no. not count for anything. Now, maybe some of the weak contact has to do with him batting from the left side so much because he is facing so many righties. It could be sort of a wander situation where switch hitters are normally better mm-hmm. from the right side than left side. And maybe that's where more of his power potential or, or at least getting the ball to the outfield line, driving it and driving the ball more could work to his advantage. But right now, at least when he's batting left-handed, it is not working. And when 70% of the league is right-handed pitching, that's a problem. But you would expect something to wash out, right? Because usually with switch hitters, one side is their dominant one. So they might have a little bit more pop or more contact on one side than the other. But I'm not seeing either contact, uh, like so, like a high batting average or any pop from the left side. So, you know, yeah, it's it's concerning. Again, it's just concerning. It's a, like a yellow flag, you know, flag right now. I don't think it's a red one. I think we need to be patient. But from what we've seen so far, it has been underwhelming by Vidal Bruhan. Yeah. It really has at the plate. I, the defense, I think, plays just like walls. I think the defense, you know, plays. I, 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 w- I wouldn't have liked to have seen so many walls errors so quickly in this season, but I think it plays. It will right. be fine. It's the bat. And the one thing that the Rays need right now is offense. And so when you've got two guys that are heavily struggling right now, did you see the lineup that they did uh, in the second game against the Rangers, the the, the bottom three? Zunino, Waltz, Brujan. Bro, that's for zero runs. <laughs> bro, that's 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 Elliot Johnson, Reed Brainiac, and Kelly Shopak. Oh, it's terrible. It's not, yeah. it's no bueno. It's no bueno. Again, and that's why I don't know why a Bruhan just shouldn't be bunting like all the time. If yes. you can like get them playing so far in that even if you hit the ball to the first base <laughs> bag, you at least have yeah. a shot to reach there. At a double. At a double. Yeah. You have a shot at a double because you've got hot wheels. Yeah. Um, the second part of uh Jacob's question uh or comment about Jeffrey Springs being the team's third best starter after McClanahan and Shane Boz come September? I mean, I would love that because I also want Drew Rasmussen and Corey Kluber to keep going, doing very well. Um, And so if Jeffrey Springs turns out to be the third best one and Rasmussen and, and, and Kluber just keep doing what they're doing, that means Jeffrey Springs really brought it. And that would be terrific news. I did say uh, on, what was it, on Tuesday's episode, I, I think the, the, the Springs-Yarbrough competition has begun. 
because Boss yeah. is, is going to be called up. Now, could you go in a six-man rotation? Could you do a little bulk action and, and keep the six men on, on the rotation? Sure. I think you, you could do that if you're the race. And if somebody's going to do it, it would be the race. You want mm-hmm. to you know, manage the load from Shane Boss. You want to manage the load from McClanahan and all that. But, um, yeah, I think right now if I had to pick one guy to keep on the rotation, I'd keep Springs over Yarbrough. Yeah, and, and not to say that, again – I think the Rays want to be cautious and careful with Shane Boz. So maybe it's not like, oh, Shane Boz is back and he is immediately the number two starter. Like, and who knows, by September things might change. But I could see them slowly working Shane Boz back in, doing a little combo bulk action with him and Yarbrough or somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Springs, who before the season starter started, had him as you know being one of the the team's best pitchers and best starters. Uh, thus far, he's really, really turned it around and turned a corner. Good for him. Uh, Fangraphs yeah. actually did a really great write-up on why he's been so successful this year. Uh, it starts with that change-up, being able to uh, get that, I mean, really just the the command and location of of everything he offers. But the change-up, it allows him to get out the righties and, and get swing and misses on pitches way outside the zone. So, um, you hope he's able to keep it up. You hope he's able to stay healthy. And now that, that trade where Springs and Maza were acquired for catching prospect Ronaldo Hernandez looks better by the day, or it looks, it looks even, it looks good. I, I don't, I think Hernandez is still in double A AA or triple A as of right now, Chris Maza, you know, I probably would have, you know, going back to that trade, I probably would have thought that Chris Maza might've, you know, wound up being more of something than, than Jeffrey Springs. Cause wasn't Jeffrey Springs DF eight. At one point, maybe I don't. DFA I don't remember. But I maybe and brought back. I don't know. But I'll tell again, you, I didn't. This, I didn't like the trade at the, at, when when it happened because I I really wanted to see Ronaldo, you know, uh, in 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 the major league. So, but I think the last time I checked on 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 his numbers, and I think he's in Double A or Triple A. I don't remember. Um, they were no bueno either. So yeah. maybe the race saw something there that uh, they said, you know what, better to uh, pull the trigger right now. We can right. We can flanch Jeffrey Springs into a starter in around you know a year and a half. So maybe I'll yeah. That's the that. thing is it if if the Rays are going after and attacking a pitcher, that pitcher more often than not can seem to do some, some pretty good things there. Uh, all right. Uh, before we move along with some more questions here and comments, uh, we have to tell listeners about something called rock auto. Well, and rock auto can save you both time and money when you use them, because why should you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. That doesn't make sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer as well. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, uh, this next question from Cody Glazer, he says... Eight of our nine main guys have a WRC plus and OPS plus 
over 100, but we're still bottom half in runs scored. Are our advanced stats a good omen for things to come, or is it a testament to the Tigers and Pirates of the world who bring OPS plus down? Not every OPS plus and WRC plus is created equal. I'll tell you that. Go look. It, this is a fun thing if you have like a good 20 minutes to waste um, or just, you know, not waste. And if you enjoy this, then it's time enjoyed. And that is OK how you spend your time enjoying yourself. But 20 minutes is all it takes. Go through ba- baseball reference or fangrass, whichever one is your favorite or both. And then look at some guy that had a 120 OPS plus in 2012. Then look at the same 120 OPS plus in 2022. The the differences are huge, huge. The guy that was putting 120 OPS plus back then really had to put some effort into those numbers. Right now, offense is just so damn low. That, yeah, a lot of guys, you know, if they do just the bare minimum to be above average are going to put up, you know, 110, 115. That's why you're seeing those eight of nine guys being OPS plus of, you know, whatever you said, 103, 105. Um, That's why, man, the offense around the league is just so much weaker than in years past. Yeah, and uh, just a quick explanation for people that may not know what OPS plus or WRC plus means. I just want to give a quick definition. OPS plus takes a player's on-base plus slugging percentage and normalizes the number across the entire league. It accounts for external factors like ballparks. It then adjusts, so a score of 100 is league average and 150 is 50% better than the league average. Meanwhile, weighted runs created plus takes the statistic runs created and adjusts that number to account for important external factors like ballpark or ERA. It's adjusted so a WRC plus of 100 is league average and 150 would be 50% above league average. Uh, now, I should note a couple things. Um, of these main guys, of these nine main guys, two are now on the IL, Brandon Lau and Wander Franco. So you're basically taking two 100 OPS plus WRC plus guys out of the equation as of right now. Second, hey, Not only that, is, who are you adding back, Kevin? A lot of nothing. A lot of nothing. A lot of 47s. Walls, yes, that's right. out of 44, Bruhan. And let's consider this. Uh, how much above 100 are these guys? I don't know. I haven't looked at all the numbers, but I can probably just ballpark it and say that you don't have a lot of OPS plus or WRC pluses of 135, 140, 150. It would probably, again, just off the top of my head, barely be or slightly above 100. My point is that even if these guys are above 100, that's great and all, but there's not a lot of strong hitters or strong thumpers in this lineup. It's a lot of league average, slightly above league average, if you combine it all as of right now. Yeah, and um, you know, you know what? Do you know who has the highest OPS plus on the team right now? Uh, I think I did look at it. Uh, one G-Man Choi. 
Close. He's at 151. Manuel Margot is at 158. But again, okay. the guy who's leading the, the 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 team missed like 12 games. Yeah. And 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 like you said, Brandon Lau on the 10 day IL. Wonder Franco with his 119 on the IL. And yeah, you have guys like Harold Ramirez and Kevin Kiermaier at 106 and 103 respectively. But that's average. You know, that's at the end of the day, that's pretty average. Three percent above, six percent above. You're not really going to see that much of a push of like, oh, this offense is really good because they're being carried by a guy that's 106 and 103. No, you should see a lot of that from the 150s and the 121s from 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 Yandy Diaz and, and G Man Choi. But again, how many at bats is G Man Choi really getting that other guys are? I mean, in comparison, Randy Rosarena has had 181 at bats. G Man Choi has had 99. So yeah, right. G-Man's 151 looks real shiny, but when you look at the at-bats, that's that's the issue. Yeah, and honestly, that's probably what it should be for G-Man Choi, who's mainly used in platoon situations. I would expect that number to be that number. If he was an everyday player, it would be great. A guy with 180 at-bats so far has a WRC plus, OPS plus of 150, but that's not really truly the case. And here's the issue with the Rays' offense, among other things, is... Um, like I said, I think just too much average, not, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of, um, shine there, but they're not hitting the ball. Like we mentioned with Vidal Brujan, they're not hitting the ball as solidly compared to other teams. They're hitting too many ground balls. They're not hitting for enough power and they're not walking. Those are a lot of negatives right there. And also when you make as many outs on the base paths, as you do, whether it's cut stealing or otherwise, or boneheaded plays, looking at you, Randy, looking at you, Yandi, looking at you, G-Man Choi. And maybe some of that is kind of, they have to buy product because they're not driving the ball consistently that they have to force the issue and say, well, we got to try to get somebody in scoring position some way or somehow. So that's the way we're going to do it. But it's a very, it's an offense that um, it does not look like a, offense that's going to take you very deep in the playoffs no and i love the fact that you're you're putting the the walk uh rate on here because if you look at that on base percentage man besides three guys everybody else has a just pedestrian or sub pedestrian on base percentage i mean harold ramirez 315 randy rosarena 308 wander franco 305 brendan lau 293 and then the rest are 270 262 i mean it's no good it's no good right now so like this offense is really struggling and that was a good thing about the race they knew how to take their walks they knew how to be patient at the plate um you know we're not really seeing too much that was the problem but now they're not like striking out like crazy but they're not hitting for power enough yeah and they're not walking enough so it's it's quite the delicate balancing act of what do you want? Do you want high contact teams that can't score because they're not hitting for power? Or do you want teams that are going to strike out a ton, but they're going to lean into one and, you know, get a three run home run every now and again. So it's, but where uh, are the home runs coming? I mean, where are the, where are the home runs going to come? I mean, Mike Zunino has four, but that's less than Kevin Kiermaier and Brendan Lau. And Brendan Lau has been in the, on the shelf for almost a month now. Yeah. And you can't expect, again, Wander Franco, we've said this before, he's not a 30 home run guy yet. He may never be a 30 home run guy. You're looking at 
right now with him being on the injured list, probably 12 to 15. Right. That as of right now, if he, he situates things again, I don't think there's going to be a player on this roster that gets 30 home runs. And if it continues, there might not be a player on this roster that gets 22 or 25 home runs. As it's we, and we said this at the beginning of the season, so we're going to look like Nostradamus, and that's going to be great. But I honestly wanted to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong about this team's power ability. But, my God, they're making us look very, very smart right now because no one's hit, hitting it out of the park. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, one thing that will hit it out of the park for you, that's Blue Nile. Be sure to make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement as well. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever peace go to bluenile.com all right a couple other quick comments that we want to get to here uh this from zach dab and he's a little bit of a nostradamus because he says that wander needs to be shut down until he can get fully right starting him every day hurt isn't working if we're going to get anywhere this season we need a fully healthy wander. We've seen his MVP level when healthy. He's just not healthy. Well, guess what? The Rays recently put him on the IL. So Ulysses, I guess, do you have a conspiracy theory or two regarding the Wander Franco situation? Does this, how does this situate things at all for you? Well, you know, we 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 did a whole episode about this because it was getting ridiculous, and I said I I'll I'll put my aluminum foil. Um, you know, hat on mm-hmm. and dude, it, there was something up. There was something up. I mean, you can't just keep having these little leaks and say, Oh, this is changing or whatever. But I, 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 I don't believe it. I think there was, there's still, I mean, I think it's more serious than the yeah. trying to let on, which again, if it's serious to it like three weeks ago when the guy couldn't even slide in Camden yards for, for, for the winning run. That was the, that was the biggest. Okay. The, the camel, the, the, what was it? What is it? The straw, the, uh, the last straw for the camel's straw back or whatever. The camel's back. Yeah. That come on, just put them on the shelf. Why, why are you risking more injury by him trying to like, 80% it, 50% it. Why would you want to do that? And my reasoning for why would you want to do that is because there's not really a good communication right now between Wonder, the front office, the health staff, the coaching staff. There's something going there. Because if it if there wasn't anything going on, then this would have been a smooth process. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was different quotes. It was three weeks worth of, oh, we're just letting him to take it easy on, on small grounders. Oh, it's the turf. Oh, it's the quad. Oh, it's the hamstring. Oh, it's um, the seventh inning. So we're going to defensively replace the best player that we have. Right. Come on. There's something going on there. Well, what's concerning is that uh, they waited this long to put him on the IL. He probably should have been put on the IL longer before. So you hope this isn't a bigger issue than expect or becomes a bigger issue than expect. And... 
Man, uh, I foresee with Wander on the IL, Brandon Lau still on the IL, we're going to see a lot of uh, low-scoring ball games, and we're going to see a lot of games that are probably going to be over in you know two hours, fifteen minutes, two hours, twenty minutes. Like I turned on the the Rangers game the other day, you know, expecting it to be like the fifth inning. It was already top of the eighth because the game had moved that quick, and it could be rough. So the Rays just have to hope that they can keep their head above water and, and scrounge out. I don't know if you can just stay, I don't know how they're going to get W's if they're not scoring whatsoever. So can't win yeah. if you score zero. So that's going to be a, a tough, tough pill to swallow. And you just hope that this, uh, this issue with his leg, his lower extremity, his quad, whatever it may be, you know, you hope it's, uh, a 10 day issue, two week issue instead of a six week issue, because that could be a really, really big problem. And that could quite frankly, I know baseball is more about one player, but if you lose Wander Franco for a couple months, that might be your season. That might be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs, because that may also, if you're sliding, that may also allow say the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or some other team to, to take advantage of that window and make an ad or two and yep. And leapfrog the race. So that's going to be uh, something to monitor going forward. Um, and then uh, here's a little uh, fun question, not necessarily baseball related, but uh, we always in, include or, or like to include comments of all types. Uh, Dustin Payne says, I have a question that has nothing to do with baseball. Warriors or Celtics win the NBA Finals? Who you got? You couldn't have made it any easier for me, Dustin, as a very casual basketball fan. I only see international competitions for basketball or the finals. And I'll tune into like two or three games for the finals. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going non-Boston here. Uh, let's okay. go Warriors. Let's go uh, legend Steph Curry. Uh, what he did, man, uh, getting that three-point uh, ever record, that's really cool. I'm always up for, for, for the GOATs to get their, their achievements. Their 2015 run was impressive. So I'm going to go with Warriors here. Yeah, uh, normally I would be, and I guess I am rooting – I'm not really rooting for anybody. I, I don't want to see a Boston team win necessarily, but I feel like the, uh, the sports gods are with the Celtics here. The, the Red Sox are bad. Uh, the <laughs> Patriots lost Tom Brady. The Bruins were eliminated, I think, in the first round of the playoffs. Didn't make it as far as they were expected to go. So some Boston professional sports team has to go somewhere. So it, I guess it has to be the Celtics. And Look, they've they've handled every challenge that's been thrown their way with the Nets, the Bucks, and the Heat. We'll find out if uh, defense wins championships because that's the calling card of the Celtics. And also, I have a little bit of rooting interest for the Celtics in the sense that Brad Stevens uh, is their uh, president of basketball operations. He's basically Indiana guy. Uh, by the way, Coach Deb Butler, he's like an Indiana legend, but oh. uh, state of Indiana legend, not IU legend. But he is he is the equivalent of an Andrew Friedman, Heim Bloom, Eric Neander. He is he is that sort of mind, but with basketball instead of baseball. So if you have some time oh. to do some reading on how Brad Stevens became as successful with The Rock. In coaching the rock uh that would 
that would be something to to look out for. So a little bit of rooting interest there for a guy who has some Indiana ties. So Very cool. uh, we'll see what happens. So good question there from Dustin. Good questions from everybody out there. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll have a, another mailbag episode or episodes next week as well. Also, if you send in a mailbag question and it doesn't get answered right away, apologize but we do we do get quite a bit and it's it's awesome and we love it so just be patient yours will all, always get answered one way or another in a passing comment or in a whole segment worth but we do get to them um all the time it's just sometimes there's yeah. a backlog and we need to you know first come first serve that's a great point yeah we got a great uh, question from joshua garner of doing an all-time from Tampa team, all-time yep. Tampa native team. That's something that we'll have to dive into maybe next week as well. So keep them coming. Lockdownraise at gmail.com uh, or send us a Twitter or Instagram DM. And again, if you're also a business looking to advertise, lockdownraise at gmail.com is the place to do that as well. Thank you for making the Lockdown Raise podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on MLB podcast that is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow.